Tune in to The Bum every Friday with Donna Ali to talk about black-owned minority businesses. The Bum will be interviewing people and reviewing products from the south of Wales. You can learn and get involved. From 9 to 11 on Radio Cardiff. Welcome to The Bomb Podcast with me, Donna Ali. The Bomb stands for Black Home Minority Businesses, brought to you by Be Excellence. Our aim is to amplify and celebrate Black Home Minority Businesses from South Wales, giving a voice to the voiceless. This podcast consists of recordings from Radio Cardiff's weekly show called The Bomb, where I get to be in conversation with some of Wales's inspirational leaders and achievers from the Black, Asian, Minority, Ethnic community. It's about equity. Please check out the description in the podcast bio and visit our website www.thebomb.uk. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hi Carmen, um, thank you for sending me a copy of your book. I've had a little read of it and it's very inspiring and I was just wondering where the inspiration came from and why you decided to write a book. Well, hi Donna, thanks for inviting me onto your show. Um, the inspiration for my book basically came from my life experiences. It wasn't really anything more than that. Um, I was a victim of emotional abuse from a very young age and obviously as a child I didn't understand what I was going through and what made it even more sad was the fact that I was experiencing it from um, some of my siblings uh, and also um, one of my parents particularly my father who was very uh, very strict Caribbean man from Jamaica you know, I mean, really strict. <laughs> so uh, I almost felt like I was a bit constrained at a very young age to develop into, uh, I guess, a flower, I guess, a person that could be free to just grow and be. I found I had to fight quite a lot of battles quite early that I didn't understand mm. and I didn't have the tools to fight them. And you were the youngest of eight, is that right? I was, that's correct. Yeah, I was the youngest of eight. Although, uh, like most Caribbean families, we didn't all grow up in the same house together. And what I mean by that is that my parents had children prior to them getting together and then they had more kids. So you can understand different dynamics that are in that already being mm-hmm. the last of eight. Uh, I don't, don't know where I'm at. the listeners may fit into that. But sometimes when you're the youngest, you have to fight that little extra to get your voice heard. Yeah, sure. I can imagine that. Do you think the writing the book has helped you heal? I definitely think so, because I started journaling, as most people do when I was in my early 20s. I love to write, you know, my aspirations for my life and the plans I wanted to to do and to achieve. And then it wasn't until probably my late 30s that I realised I had quite a lot of journals. And I thought, goodness, what have I written in all these books? And then I started going through them and realised that, I was writing my story. My story was in these books. And um, and I found journaling to be very soothing, very uh, helpful to me, not knowing it at the time. And um, I think writing it and seeing it in black and white was really quite a revelation to me because I never realised that I'd gone through so much because sometimes you're just trying to survive through it. Mm. and it's not to you 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 reflect that you realize wow did I really go through all of that and then I started collating it into a document and started sharing it with friends and they were saying to me Carmen you've got a story here you know you can really help a lot of people and I said Mm. no this is my personal stuff I'm not sharing it to nobody Mm. you know this is private I don't want no one to know about what I went through but then the journey started to unfold for me whereby the more I started to delve into it I realised at the end of what I went through was to help other people. 
you think that there was a kind of shame, like you said, it was your story, you didn't want to share it with people. Was it because you felt an element of shame until you grew up and realised that actually it wasn't your shame to have? That's correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I felt, obviously, through the emotional abuse that I experienced, um, I think that you do tend to feel blame and shame because you start thinking, okay, you, you then, first of all, think, what did I do? Let me apologise for it. Let me find amends for it. Or then you start thinking, what's wrong with me? And so I had that sort of blame and shame from a very young age. Like I said, I didn't find that I um, fitted into my family. I felt that I was having to um, struggle quite a lot to just identify myself. Mm. Um, I think in the early years, my dad worked away in construction. So he would be away from the home for about two weeks at a time. So my mum would look after the kids. So you can understand, I almost felt like the stranger was in the house every time he came home because I didn't know him. And so in me not knowing him, I didn't think he was able to get to know me. So I found that my dad was very um, strict, like I said, very, he picked on me quite a lot. And so that's my backstory to, to help people to understand that it didn't just start with my siblings. I felt it started with my dad. So mm-hmm. I can't actually say how they learned those experiences because we didn't all grow up in the same house. So um, there's a lot there. I think when you look at abuse and shame and blame, you have to look back to where it first started, where you didn't feel you fitted, where mm-hmm. you didn't feel accepted for who you were. And then I think it could start from that place of blame and shame, feeling rejected, isn't it? So Yeah. So this book you've written... It is, it's kind of a self-help book, so you're going to get people to participate in the journey with you of their own healing, which I love that. I love the fact that they're going to be journaling as well. So there's areas in the book where people can write their own notes and thoughts and feelings. Do you think that kind of thing can trigger people? Um, yeah, that's a very good question, you know, because in some of my social media feeds, I've actually put triggers at the top in the mm. title. So people can really um, uh, know that there may be some things in the book that may cause them to be more anxious um, Mm -hmm. and more fearful to read the book. But at the same time, I've said in the book, like you said, there are sections in in some of the chapters where people can actually just write down how they're feeling. I ask them a certain question and I do say, if it's too much to handle, leave it. Put Mm -hmm. the book down and go to a different chapter and just use it as you will, a a self-help book. Um, Because I think that sometimes for some people the smallest thing can be a trigger mm. and they can be reacting to something that's right in front of them but it's actually them remembering something that they went through in the past that yeah. is similar to what they're going through now and then that's difficult because people will not see that and and they will say oh they're getting angry or they're getting upset oh that's just so and so or that's 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 how they are mm. but I think what people need to do is to ask them what happened to them Absolutely. I love that. I always say that instead of, you know, especially with children, instead of, oh, they're a pain and, you know, they're they're a waste of time or whatever, instead of kind of pushing them off and shunning them off and and, and focusing on the bad behavior, I always think it's so important to say, what happened to you? You know, what happened to you? Because there's always a story, isn't there? Do you think that people who are manipulative are disguised in their own hurt and troubles? Because, you know, the saying goes, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, and I do actually uh, go into that a little bit more in detail because I say that there are two people that are hidden, the person that's the abuser and the people that are being abused. 
because we're not living our 100% authentic self because of the hurts that we may have gone through. Mm. That has caused us to hide our true selves because of the hurt that we've gone through. We don't want to be uh, open to people because it's too hard, it's too hurtful to be open. And um, I think that sometimes when we look at, like I said, people that are, are abusers, we can be quite hard on them. I know that there is a, a time for that to happen, but I always like to look at the questions, what's happened to them? Yeah. And then when you find out what's happened to them, I then think it gives you a little bit of more understanding on their behavior and the way they act and treat other people. And then I think, okay, they also need help as well. <laughs> you know, the abuser needs help as well as the person that's being abused. Because if you are in a cycle that attracts abusers, it will continue until you start changing who you are, changing your person, not seeing yourself as a victim anymore, but seeing yourself as a person that is victorious and that you can overcome that. And I know that walking on a journey to healing, particularly when you talk about emotional pain, can be very difficult for some people. I gave a book to a friend of mine and um, she said to me that she took weeks before she picked it up because she was scared on what the book was going to show and it revealed to her. But then when she eventually looked at it, she felt that it was really helpful because she could find someone that could identify to some extent to what she had been through. And that was really encouraging to me. I like you. I'm very grounded in scripture. So it was so nice. You were kind of, you were raw, you were unpacking something, but then you gave a real comfort blanket. So for me, I was, you know, I was reminded and I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. I was reminded that I have a purpose and, you know, my pain is my purpose. I love the fact that you, you were raw, you unpacked, but then you gave a comfort blanket. What about people then, Carmen, who don't believe in anything or don't have a faith? How would this work for them? Or what can they do to find some kind of grounding? Well, I think in, in the initial introduction of my book, I do actually specify that there are scriptures in the book so yeah. people are aware what sort of book they're picking up and what they're going to be reading. And I do find that some people don't want scriptures in a book. But I felt because I'm a woman of faith, I felt that I couldn't tell my story without sharing the scriptures that yeah. helped me. And so I think people can read the book and not take on the scriptures if they if they choose to do mm-hmm. that. Um, but it's just the fact that I use the story of Joseph in the Bible, isn't it? So I, I can identify, I identify with his story to help me to overcome in my story. And mm-hmm. so I included that and what he went through. And I basically extract some principles that people can learn from the scripture because the scripture is there, I think, to help us and to guide us and to give us understanding into certain things that we don't understand. And I found that, you know, a little scripture can help somebody to see something in a different light than what they normally see because we could be tunnel visioned yeah. when we've been going through something and we can't see any way out and that's the picture on the front of the book is a maze yeah I, I was stuck in a maze I could never seem to get out of it and so what I had to do Donna is just to say yes to the process mm. and I didn't know what I was saying yes to but I knew I knew God knew where I was I knew that he was allowing it but then I thought okay if you've allowed me to get this far with this much pain then yeah. there must be an end to it so I think people will find the scriptures as a benefit to them or they may not choose to take it on board. But I still want them to look at the principles yes. that are in the book that can help them to get out of wherever they may find themselves. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes seeing people can see scripture if, they're not, if they don't have a faith then be put off in a sense. But just see it as an affirmation. We have affirmations everywhere. I found that when I was writing the book that I couldn't find a lot of resources mm. to help me. 
And I did come across quite a few people that I mentioned in the book, like Dr. Cloud. He's a, a Christian a psychologist and he writes about boundaries mm. in your relationships. And that helped me a lot. And then I came across Katie Souza. And she deals with a lot of issues around the soul, our world, mind and emotions. Yeah. And then I found that when I was reading their information, I thought, oh, there is information out there, but it wasn't packaged in the way that I thought it would be for me to find it. So yeah. I had to do a lot of research. I had to do a lot of digging mm. to get the understanding of how emotional um, hurt can almost be as painful as a physical pain. Yeah. But the fact is it's not seen. But there are there are consequences to emotional mm. pain, i.e. you can be depressed. I, I mentioned in the book um, that I was depressed for many years and I didn't even know it, Donna. Yeah. I was just this low. I was, I'm quite a happy person. But then my, my mood was just so low and placid for so long that I thought this isn't the real me. And I mentioned in the book that the pain hid the real me. Because the pain almost become became me, became Carmen. And I thought, this isn't the real me. And yeah. so um there are different consequences from emotional abuse where you can be um you can become ill. I talked about in the book as well how I was physically unwell and the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with me. And I thought that's really strange. And then then a few years later I did actually physically become ill. Um and then I had to go through the, that process of healing from that sickness. And um, so I think when we look at us as people, we're not just physical, we're spiritual Absolutely. and we're soulish beings. Mm-hmm. And so we have to take time to cater for all the aspects of who we are as a person, because mm-hmm. if there's an imbalance in one area, you can guarantee it will affect the rest of you. 100%. And I, I, with them, you know, the physical aspect of things, if we have lots of different ailments and it's undiagnosable, that generally comes down to our body just going through different moments of stress isn't it that continuum of stress and can be very very it can be life-threatening to us actually chronic life risks yeah mm-hmm. it definitely yeah. and I think people tend to you could be you, you can be uh, what's the word you can be complacent in pain or you could be comfortable in pain mm-hmm. and I think sometimes people can have old pain that yeah. the pain that they haven't dealt with and because the pain is so old, it's deep within them. And sometimes they don't even know about it because it's so mm. painful. Yeah. But I think in the book, I try to say to people, okay, I know you want to be well. I know you want to get to the end of and out of this maze that you've seen to be in, but it's going to take an effort from you. Yeah, You're going to have to be the instigator of your own healing. And it does sometimes mean looking at the pain. And looking at the pain doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to um, validate it you're just going to acknowledge it and recognize that it is there. So when you recognize that something is there, you then have the ability to then say, okay, I can look at this. This can, I can either allow it to stay or I can allow myself to heal. And I want to say to people, the healing is so much better than staying in the pain. Mm. The pain will constrain you. It will allow you to not live a full life. And um, there's a, a bit in the book where I talk about the dark shadow. Yes. And um, yes. I, I, I like to read that if you would, if you, if you want me Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Can I just touch on one thing before you move on to that? You yeah. said about the, um, you were talking about the pain. Do you think then that some people get very familiar with it and they don't know themselves without it? So they kind of stay in that dark shadow because it's what they know. Yeah. Yeah. Because it becomes you. Because yeah. it, it almost shapes your identity. Mm. It shapes how you think. It shapes what you do and what you don't do. It shapes how you interact with other people. 
um I I sometimes have moments Donna where I could actually I'm looking in looking out on myself if, that, yeah. if, if that's how they say it looking it out on myself I can see yeah. myself in a situation and thinking gosh car why are you so um excluded why are you so introvert and I realized that because of what I've been through it may be difficult to to trust people to mm-hmm. allow people to um in to me into my relationships or me into theirs I just found it really difficult because I never trusted their intentions yeah um and so I had to walk through that I had to literally walk through that took a long time but then I realized that I can't allow myself to be instant instant isolated Mm. not allow myself to be isolated for too long because that would then mean I wouldn't be able to be free to to experience new friendships and new experiences and vice versa I've got a lot to offer and I want people to, in my life to also benefit from what I have to offer as well. So it, it is it is actually allowing yourself to be um, vulnerable, but vulnerable in a safe space. So find, yeah. find spaces that you can be vulnerable and feel secure and safe rather than being a victim again, I think is very important for people. Yeah, definitely. Could you read your extract? Yeah. So this um, extract is titled Dark Shadow. When looking at your past experiences, if they have been filled with trauma or any form of abuse, be it physical, emotional, sexual or spiritual, they can be like a dark shadow hovering over our lives. If your experiences have been full of any form of negativity for too long, this shadow can lurk over your shoulder like an invisible weight whose leering presence you can't seem to get away from no matter how hard you try. It seems to influence and impact every decision you choose to make for your life. And it takes away, takes on a whole life of its own. It has a voice on an opinion about everything you choose to do and want to accomplish. And it dictates what you can and cannot do in your life. Wow. Yes, that's lovely. I really hope that's helped somebody who's listening today. Um, to overcome and and face some of their challenges as well in their dark shadows luring over their life because as you said it does steal your life you know it comes to steal kill and destroy destroy. exactly yeah yeah. that's right yeah and God came to give us life so I said okay God if you what came to give me life this isn't life Mm. I don't feel I'm living my 100% authentic self and I was angry with God for a very long time for allowing me to go through that but it's not until I saw Joseph that I thought, oh, Joseph went through that for a purpose. Yeah. So I said, okay, God, what's my purpose then? Because if you know where I am, you see me, you allowed it. What's my purpose? Because if there's no purpose to this, let's 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 let's, let's get rid of it. Let's just let's finish this right now. I can't mm. do this anymore. And so it wasn't until I started this, made a decision to write the book and to share it that yeah. I thought, oh, it's for other people to help other people. And I thought, Lord, that pain was hard yeah that pain's hard but but you've got through it and I'm so glad you did so how is the launch gone I know you launched on the 29th of October during Black History Month congratulations how has that process been oh gosh it was um I've done events and marketing for many years for other people and I've done my own stuff before but this was different um I had moments Donna where I thought girl what are you doing to yourself why are you putting yourself all this stress (laughs) (laughs) you know but in the end it was such a a blessing um I think I had about 40 people register and um 
it was just such a blessing where some people felt um, the safe space to share a little bit of their own story, which was really humbling to me because every time I hear a story, I just really like, wow, you know, wow, yeah. I'm just so glad that you found, you found a safe space just to share a little bit. And that was a lot for them. Yeah, but yeah. People bought the book on the day, and the book sales are going up, and I'm really excited. I'm and I'm waiting for my ebook that hasn't come yet. I'm waiting for my ebook, but people can buy the book on Amazon at the moment, and then eventually, and I want it on Audible. I like Audible, okay. So I want my book on Audible as well, so people can take their time, listen to it. I'm so grateful that you you persevered and got through it to be able to write this book to help other people you've given keep people the keys to unlock um healing their life and i think that's a huge purpose you've been listening to a podcast by the bomb part of a series called in conversation with donna ali the bomb was created as affirmative action in business amplifying black and minority businesses in south wales which is a project run by be excellence a community interest company this podcast is an intentional creative space of affirmative action in media because representation matters. Thank you for listening. I had the mind, I'm dropping the